If you're an author or plan to be one, get excited because this podcast is for you. Book Marketing Mentors is the only podcast dedicated to helping you successfully market and sell your book. If you're ready for empowering conversations with successful marketing mavens, then grab a coffee or tea and listen in to your host, international best-selling author, Susan Friedman. Welcome to Book Marketing Mentors, the weekly podcast where you learn proven strategies, tools, ideas, and tips from the masters. Every week, I introduce you to a marketing master who will share their expertise to help you market and sell more books. Today, my special guest mentor of the week is a multifaceted marketing expert. With over a decade of experience in the industry, Aidan Crawford has established himself as the go-to marketing guide for speakers, trainers, and consultants. Aidan is the owner of Short Circuit Media and the author of the recently released DIY Marketing for Consultants, Trainers, and Professional Speakers, The Non-Guru Guide to Getting It Right. Aidan lives in Toronto, but works with clients around the world, helping them to identify who their ideal clients really are, and develop and execute on strategies to get their businesses growing based on solid content and smart social media marketing. Aiden, welcome to the show and thank you for being this week's guest expert and mentor. Thank you, Susan. I'm looking forward to this. DIY marketing is what so many authors find that they need because Obviously, the alternative to hiring someone you know, could cost a fortune, but the problem is that they just don't know where to start. So let's start there. What would you recommend? Well, for all first-time authors, what I would like to recommend is a lot of it is you're forced in by economics to do the DIY, go the DIY route, and that includes using something like CreateSpace or IngramSpark to actually publish your book. A lot of the authors that I've worked with and the speakers that I've worked with, they get brokenhearted that they can't get their book published by a big publishing house. But the reality is, because we have these sources where anybody can publish a book these days, a lot of people are publishing books. The economics of it means that you have to do the DIY. Did that answer the question? It did to a certain extent, but I'm going to push you further. Push me further. (laughs) So they've got the book. Yeah. And they need to start marketing it. What would be the first steps that you would recommend? Now, I recommend having a website for a book. Now, I have a a friend of mine who wrote a book, A History of a a Dank Rock Club in Toronto. And uh, one of the first things we did for him, I did for him just as a, as a lark, was I built him a website for his book. Before the book was even published, there was a simple WordPress website was put up where people could pre-order the book. He could post, he attached it to his Facebook business page. He had created a whole bunch of social media around it, and he started promoting it that way. So his book was primarily for, I guess, individuals, not corporations. It wasn't a business book. His channels that he focused on as far as social media were Instagram and Facebook because that's where his readers primarily were. As a business writer, a nonfiction business writer, if that's the route our listeners are going in, then I would recommend promoting your stuff on LinkedIn. Now, there is a 
a quick way that I like to do it. So let's say you build the website on WordPress. You can go to a, a service like upwork.com or even Fiverr, and somebody will build you a simple website for a couple hundred bucks. They're not that expensive to build, much like books. Anybody can have a website these days. And if you don't have a website for your business, it makes sense to at least have the website for your book to promote it. It gives you an additional channel to send things out there. Now, once you have that website done, one of the, the ways that I like to promote books, and the way I'm promoting my book, is I wrote out on a spreadsheet 28 status updates that go to LinkedIn, Twitter, and my Facebook business page. And what I've done is I have one of those or two of those going out each day. I've scheduled them through a service called Hootsuite that a lot of people will be familiar with. It's basically a scheduling software where you can input your updates and those updates will then be sent out to the various social media you choose. So I've got my updates promoting my book through all these different channels, primarily because of my market. It's my Facebook business page, my LinkedIn page and my Twitter page. Notice that I'm not sending it to my personal Facebook page because one of my pet peeves, and I'm sure most people's pet peeves, is being spammed by work copy by people that you used to get drunk with in college. Really, I try and keep my Facebook personal separate from my Facebook business. One of the things that you said, Aiden, was your status updates. What does that mean exactly? What would you do as a status update? I'm going to quickly pull up my Twitter account, and I will tell you one of the ones that went out this today, because I'm, my book is in the middle of being promoted. I've got these scheduled. They're going out every couple of hours. I will read you one of my status updates and uh, as an example of how this works. The simple way is... If you find hashtag content marketing confusing, then take a look at my new hashtag B2B hashtag marketing book, DIY marketing for hashtag consultants, trainers, and professional hashtag speakers, hashtag small business, hashtag books, and a link to the page on my website where my book is. Now, there seems to be a lot of hashtags in there. There is a lot of hashtags in there because what I want to do is I want to make sure that my status updates that are going to LinkedIn if somebody is searching for B2B marketing, my tweet will come up. I've set up a series of these to go out throughout the month to promote my book. And some of them go to the landing page on my website that I've created for the book. Some of them go directly to my Amazon page so they can buy it directly through Amazon. But do the research. You can look, do a search on Google and say, and look for the top 50 business hashtags and then look for the ones that apply to your book and write those out and integrate those into your tweets. Schedule them to go out and they just go out. It's, that's DIY marketing. It's most basic and it's free. It's absolutely free to do. Oh, that's a word that is like music to my ears and I'm sure to many of our listeners. If there is a free and easy way to do something, I figured it out. <laughs> Great. <laughs> In your book, you do talk about chasing somebody else's business model. I would love to hear more about that. Sure. I actually have a client, and I'm going to let you in on a dirty secret. That client is actually my wife, and uh, <laughs> she owns a business, and she was confiding in me that there was a person in the same industry as her that seemed to be 
copying everything she did. It was a little disconcerting because every time she did something, this person announced the exact same thing a day later. The point is that person was chasing her business model. And if you have a business model, you don't have to worry about other people chasing your business model because this is the way you've thought it through. It works for your business. What works for your business won't necessarily work for their business. Don't ever worry about somebody trying to copy what you're doing because, you know, there's somebody doing what you're doing already anyway, and they may think that you're copying them. In fact, this person who was copying, who my wife thought was copying her, may not even be copying her. It may just be a coincidence. Chasing somebody else's business model, come up with your own business model, stick to it, and don't be intimidated if somebody's doing something similar. Don't ever be ashamed and go, well, if they're doing it, how can I do it now? Because that's not the way business works. Yes, I think. But however many people do, they see, oh, this person is a best-selling author. That means if I do exactly what they did, then I'm going to be a best-selling author. You know, the best-selling authors do not do DIY marketing. (laughs) A lot of the best-selling authors have entire marketing departments pushing their book behind them and have a distribution model and marketing machine that 99% of us authors do not have, and we have to do it ourselves. But that doesn't mean you can't learn from them. If somebody's doing something that's really, really effective, and it caught your eye and you said, hey, you know, I really love that idea, and it's something I can do, then do it. Like I said, I just told you how to do the tweets. If you were to do that, I wouldn't accuse you of like stealing my ideas to do the tweets. That's just a solid marketing idea that you can implement yourself today. I like it. Now, I know, like me, you're a big advocate of making the best use of your content. Let's talk about some of your special content-using strategies. Sure. So I'm going to start from the premise that 99.9999999% of this planet will never buy your book. Now, if you sell a million books, that's still 99.99999% of the planet that will never buy your book. That means that the content in your book, just because it's in your book, doesn't mean you can't reuse it in another platform. My book is primarily made up of blog posts I've written. And then conversely, blog posts that I'm writing now, a lot of them are taken from the research I did as I was writing the book. There's a cross-pollination there. Now, My content is also leading me into a spot now where I'm actually designing an online course based on my book and based on the content in my book. Now, the term I like to use is reduce, reuse, recycle. So I'm taking that kind of environmental spin on it where you don't have to look at a blank screen every day and go, what am I going to do to get content out? You have the content in the book. Don't be afraid to blogify your book take that content out and put it in a different medium. That will make your life a lot easier. It will promote your brand. It will help you reach a different audience and it might even help you sell some books. Yes, your book's made up of thousands of tips and different ideas. So yeah, I love the idea of recycling, repurposing, doing as much as you can, cutting, dicing, slicing what you have and making the best use of it. Well, I spoke to a guy, oh, it was at a conference a few years ago, and I had said, it's like, so do you have a book? It's like, yeah, I've got a book. It's like, do you write a blog? It's like, I don't really write a blog. It's like, well, how many books do you have? It's like, well, I've got three books. It's like, well, do you have the soft copy for those books? He said, yeah, I've got the soft copy. It's like, 
start turning those books into blogs. A lot of my clients who are consultants that have a book, one of the first thing I ask them for is a copy of their book. Because part of my services is I have people that will write their blogs for them. So what they do is they send us a soft copy of the book and we just start taking chunks of the book out and rewriting it. And as I said, the term I use is blogifying it. So they're expanding their reach. They're getting noticed outside of just the book, but using that content. Then the book, the book is still valuable because there's people that will never read your blog as well. 99, even less than that, 99.9999% of people will read your blog. But it just makes it so that you're reusing that content and your knowledge in such a way that it's reaching more people and expanding the marketability of you if you happen to be a consultant or a trainer or any kind of thought leader. So you also talk about in your book, keeping your content working for you. Now you've got the whole blogifying, which by the way, I love that terminology, but what else can you do to keep that working for you? One of the tips that I've used is once, let's say you've started blogifying and you've got 25 or 30 blogs, right? Now, if you're doing one a week, that's what, six or eight months worth of blogs. If you can get to 25 or 30 blogs, there is a tool that works with WordPress called uh, Revive Old Posts. And what it does is it will take your blog posts and it will recycle those blog posts into LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook on any given cycle that you want. So I have a client in Los Angeles and he has over 1,300 blog posts that have been written over the last 10 years for associations. What we did was we installed this program, this WordPress plugin onto his website, and it pumps one of his articles out every four hours to LinkedIn. Now, this is important for people that have a small website because you know there's a fantasy that if you have a website and you get less than 100 people doing it a day, it's a failed website. But I'll tell you, if you only get 10 people to your website a day and they're the right 10 people and you convert four of them to clients, that's more work than you would ever be able to handle. What I say is keep that content out there. If you're writing a blog, let's say you're writing a blog once a week and there's 10 blogs listed on the homepage of your blog site. When you write that 11th blog, one of those blogs drops off the homepage and is never seen again if your site isn't loved by Google and most sites aren't loved by Google. The Revival Posts plugin, which I believe the cost on it's 99 bucks. It's an affordable tool. That's a one-off 99 bucks. It's not 99 bucks a month or anything like that. Again, I get back to my, my inherent cheapness. If there's a way to do it on the frugal, I've done it. If you have that tool going, your content is constantly being recirculated into social media. I'll tell you, I get more traffic from blogs that I've written two years ago than I do from Google every day, just because they're the ones that are being seen. And my potential clients are seeing these blogs as they pop up on LinkedIn and Twitter and my Facebook business page. So I'm top of mind. It's reusing that content and making it work for you. Now, at the same time, when I said blogify your book, you can also take little quotes from your book and you can make those tweetable. And what you can do is you can schedule those to go out a couple times a day. You've got that expertise and that knowledge still going out into the world because you've created a tweet sheet, I like to call it, where you're scheduling these tweets to go out. 
And I find that is a very powerful way to keep the content going. And just today, just to add another layer on this, again, I'm full of these simple to use things. There's a site called Fiverr.com that, you know, if you're an author and you're a DIY person, you've probably been to Fiverr.com. I found a guy on Fiverr.com that I'm using today for a project where I'm delivering him 20 quotes from a client's book and he is creating 20 shareable Instagram graphics around those quotes. And that's going to cost $7. Again, on the DIY end of things, if you are a consultant, a speaker, you can have your knowledge. It doesn't just have to be text that you're sending out to Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. You can create these images on the cheap through a service like Fiverr.com and have those go out there because the visual graphics, the infographics, they grab your eyes a lot more than the textbook. I know you also are an advocate of taking the different chapters and doing something with those. Yes. What other ideas do you have with regard to a chapter, let's say? Okay, well, we've all heard the idea of giving away a free chapter as a sample of your book. Now, I've worked with lots of people that give away the free chapters. And to be quite honest, I'm not sure that it ever really works. I don't think the people that look at the free chapter ever actually go and buy the whole book. Now, I could be wrong. It could have worked for you. It could have worked for some people. But I know that for a lot of the time, it seems like a wasted giveaway. What I have advocated and what I've tried with a number of clients, and you know, the success ranges on how good their list is and who these are going to, but we divide the book into... PDFs of all the chapters. So let's say you have a 12-chapter book on leadership, and you've got this 12 chapters. So you've got 12 chapters. If you break those chapters into PDFs and let people sign up to get the entire book for free, one chapter at a time over 12 weeks or 12 months. So they get a monthly email with a containing the PDF, but it doesn't just contain that PDF. It also contains some calls to action. Why would they come to your site? Why would they hire you? And the final call to action is just buy the whole bloody book. If they get through the whole 12 cycles of you giving them these emails saying, this is why you should bring me in to speak to your business. These are some great blog articles and then download this month's chapter. If they get through the whole 12 weeks or 12 months, they were never going to buy your book anyway. But at the same time, you just had 12 opportunities to market to them in different ways. That's a great idea. I'd never thought about that. You know, dripping the content over a period of time. And I think then somebody might actually read the chapter. What's been your experience with that? Well, I've used it a couple of times and the experience is actually very good. It really increases uptake for people getting onto or building their list. Let's say you are a consultant and you've written a book and you want to build your list and you're speaking to 500 people. And you can say, you know, you can buy my book right now. Here's a, one of the ideas that I tell people to do is have a postcard of their book with a QR code on it. Instead of humping around a box of books to every event, come prepared with the postcards and let people order them while you're speaking. But if people sign up for your list and they get your book and they've signed up, not just specifically for your list, but specifically to get the book for free over 12 weeks or 12 months, 
then really you're building your list that way and you're drawing them into, and I hate to say sales funnel, because it's not really a sales funnel. You're building the relationship and you're marketing the different lines of your business beyond the book. Because quite honestly, and I think I alluded to this at the beginning, you can sell literally tens of books, but it doesn't matter. If you get one person that hires you for a giant gig because they see that you have a book and it's giving you that added credibility, it's worth it only selling the 10 books. In your experience over the decade plus of working with speakers, trainers, consultants, I know many of them have made mistakes. Give us some ideas of what those are so that our listeners can avoid them. Oh, well, the first one is don't get broken if your book doesn't sell well. It's very easy if you release a book and you have these high expectations that, wow, Amazon distributes this all over the planet. There's no way I can sell any less than a thousand books. And month one goes by and you sold six books. And month two goes by and you sold 12 books. And you're like, oh, crap. You know, this was a flop. Don't get brokenhearted because there are many reasons to write a book and publish a book, even if you don't sell it. And that is one of the big mistakes people get. They get down on their books. Like, oh, you know, it didn't sell. It was a flop. But it wasn't a flop because you've got the added credibility that you are now an author. And any clients, when they're vetting you, are going to see that you are an author. You've written a book. You've gone through the process of articulating your message and putting things down in a coherent way that people buy. Nobody needs to know that you didn't sell any copies of your book on anything. They just need to know that you wrote a book and you're that skilled. That gives you that added credibility. That is one of the big mistakes people make, getting brokenhearted when they don't sell any. The second one is really keeping that content close to their chest. And again, I was advocating giving away a chapter at a time over 12 weeks of you, 12 chapters. Most people on the planet will not buy your book. And it doesn't matter if you sell a million copies. Still, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Most people are not going to buy your book. You don't need to keep the content of your book that close to your chest. Get it out there. And don't be afraid to get a lot of that content out in different mediums because that will help your business grow in other ways. So they are the two big ones that people need to think about. Yes, I love the idea of getting the content out there, staying visible, you're top of mind, people see you, and even if they've seen you in, oh, two or three places, they suddenly say, oh, I see you everywhere. I have a friend that he was uh, on a trip to Japan, and I had bought some Facebook ads. He sent me a note from Japan going, you're literally following me around the world. Because I went onto Facebook and your ad was there. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's amazing, the perception. If our listeners want to get in touch with you and find out more about your services, Aiden, how can they do that? Uh, The easiest way is to go to shortcircuitmedia.com. So that's shortcircuitmedia.com. I actually have, on most of the pages, there's a form that you can book 15 minutes of my time. You know, we'll set up a time and we'll talk on Skype or on the phone. If the conversation's good, I'll keep going. <laughs> and uh, generally, uh, my credo has always been I give it all away. And uh, the joke being, nobody knows how I actually pay my mortgage because I give away all the content for free during these 15-minute consults. So <laughs> It sounds like a good deal then. <laughs> 
I'm very much like that too. I give a lot of stuff away and uh, so excited about it, want to share, want to contribute, want to help make a difference. I said, you know, 99.9999% of people aren't going to buy your book. It's even a smaller percentage than that will ever hire me to do any work for them. If I help the guys that don't have the budget to hire me now, it forces the people that do have the budget to raise their game. It works out that way. Excellent. And if you were to leave our listeners with a golden nugget, Aiden, what would that be? If I had to pick one golden nugget that I talked about already, it would be build yourself a website and don't overpay for it. Go to somewhere like Fiverr.com or Upwork.com and pay somebody a couple hundred bucks. There is a lot of people in our industry that will take your last nickel. Don't fall for it. You can do these things. They don't have to cost you a fortune. Build a simple website on WordPress, put your book on it, don't overpay for it. That would be my golden nugget that I would really hope that I never have to hear from a a speaker or a writer or an author again, oh, you wouldn't believe how much I paid for my website. (laughs) I love it. Excellent. Aiden, you've shared some wonderful tips that I know people can use. Thank you. And thank you all for taking time out of your precious day to listen to this interview. And I sincerely hope that it sparks some ideas you can use to sell more books. Here's wishing you much marketing success. The time is now to take action and finally build your book selling empire. And the great news is that Susan is here to help you. Visit bookmarketingmentors.com and sign up for a free 15-minute book marketing strategy session with Susan. She'll help you discover your first steps to marketing and selling your book. Only those who take action are rewarded. So visit bookmarketingmentors.com and we'll see you again next week. Hi, it's Susan again with another Marketing Moment. Mention the word marketing to many authors, and after a brief anxiety attack, their mind immediately fixates on advertising and sales. What they're actually doing is confusing the term marketing with promotion. It's a common mistake that many people make. Then there's that sinking feeling of not knowing what to do and how to do it. To simplify and help you better understand and demystify this misunderstood subject, let's take a sneak peek at what exactly marketing is all about. At the core of all marketing activity are two people. The first is the seller and the second is the buyer. The seller wants to exchange tangible goods such as books or intangible services such as speaking or coaching for payment from the buyer. Think of marketing as an umbrella under which every activity such as advertising, promotion, or public relations falls, the purpose of which is simply to get your product or service into the hands of someone who wants it. Traditional marketing consists of four key elements, better known as the four P's of marketing, that is product, price, promotion, and place. And in the next marketing moment, I'll take you on a tour of each of these elements so that you better understand what each of them represents. Till next time, keep exercising those marketing muscles.